Hello and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters and in this episode, which is the first solo episode of 2024, I'm going to check in with you to see where you are with your goals, give you some real positive mindset tips that can really transform how you achieve your results this year, how you get to that vision of what you've set for 2024 and some really powerful questions to ask yourself to see whether you're avoiding doing the work and also in there is a great section on how to create the habits in your life that you will do because you want to those habits that are tailored to you specifically to how you work because we're all unique we're all different. What works for some doesn't work for others. So stay tuned to find out about that and more in this week's Choosing Happy podcast. Hi and welcome and happy new year, happy 2024. I hope you have managed to keep up with your resolutions, that you're already smashing those goals, that you've already started creating new goals because you are so magical and powerful that you've achieved some of them already. Well, that's what you can do with goals and a little bit of mindset and a little bit of what I call woo. And the woo is much more to do with tuning in to who you are, tuning into your intuition and tuning in to who you believe yourself to be at an identity and at a higher self level. And we're going to go into that a little bit more in this episode. We're also going to explore how you can make better use of your time so that you have more time for yourself, for your self-care, for enjoyment and joy and love. Because believe it or not, it's often when we're not focused on achieving the goals that the goals happen magically. So let's get started. Now that the dawn of a new year has broken across the horizon and we find ourselves standing on the precipice of endless possibilities, it's a good time to reflect to reset our intentions and to embark on the journey of self-discovery. And what better way than to navigate this uncharted territory by reviewing your approach to your time and to your goals in 2024. Let's start with time, because time is our greatest asset. It is the one thing that is limited. It's our most precious commodity. So how do you intentionally manage your time? Here's a few thoughts to ponder this week. Are you serving time or is time serving you? There's a story about a man who went to live among a primitive people. And these people had never seen a clock or a watch before, but they noticed this strange looking band on the man's wrist. And the band looked like it had a small face on it. Frequently, the man would consult this little face and then make decisions 
based on what it told him. And the tribespeople concluded that the face must represent this man's God whom he served. So although this is a metaphor, it's really a good question to ask. Do you serve time or does it serve you? And I find it interesting when we talk about those who go to jail that they are serving time. Are you imprisoned by the clock? I know that it's been one of my biggest challenges. You know, even before I start doing something, it's have I got the time or even assuming that I don't have the time before I start and allowing it to dictate. So does time dictate your every move? We can walk a fine line, a kind of a balancing act between letting time control us and disciplining ourselves to master time. What's your language like about time? Language is so important because we're constantly letting our unconscious mind know what we believe, what we think in the use of words. So if you're saying you're killing time or you're wasting time, that's kind of the habits that you're going to create. If time is flying, our perspective will be that time does fly if we constantly use that language. Making the most of our time, turning back the hands of time. I'll do it some other time. I'm running out of time, not having time. How are you programming your unconscious mind? And when you program your unconscious mind, it tends to be what you'd experience in reality. So at one extreme, we don't want to waste time. At the other extreme, we don't want to run out of it. So how do we maintain a balance? So here are some time-tested suggestions that may help. The first one, establish routines. You can really go over the top with this one as well. So again, it is a balance. But having routines like rising and going to bed at the same time, it's been scientifically proven that this actually helps you with your life, that you're less tired and because your body clock is used to going to bed and getting up at those times. These rhythms aid us in leveraging time more efficiently and effectively. And other routines might include things like only checking email at certain times of the day. I know when I was um, the VIP of professional services and I had a really busy schedule, I only ever checked my email at 10 o'clock in the morning and 4 p.m. in the afternoon. And there was a note on the bottom of that email letting everybody know that that's when I'd respond. So I was setting the expectation, not just for others, but for myself as well. And that gave me time to focus on the projects that were important during the day. So resist the urge to veer from your established routines unless it's absolutely necessary. Take unexpected interruptions in your stride though, and that's number two, because we're really wanting to be flexible and seek balance. So though you have your routines, although you have a set schedule, weighing up the interruption, the importance of the interruption, and also weighing up your intuitive kind of hits, because sometimes your intuition will lead you down what you think is a complete different path and it's going to take you longer. 
but it may get you the result faster. I know, you know, even this week when I think about it, I followed my intuition to take a shortcut. And that shortcut led me to a clear road where there wasn't any traffic. So I got home not only safely, I got home faster. So try to approach an interruption with the spirit of who knows, perhaps this may actually move me forward in an unexpected way. But check in, you know, use your intuition. Believe in yourself, believe in the messages that you're receiving. And avoid a stressful approach to time. This is number three. And I'm, as I said earlier, I've really suffered from this, that my I, I can start the day believing I haven't got enough time to get everything done. And one of the other ways to set yourself up for failure is to set yourself up with back-to-back projects or back-to-back appointments and deadlines. So rarely do we tackle a project that takes less time than we give it. An unknown wit commented, a careless planned project takes three times longer to complete than expected, while a carefully planned project will only take twice as long. (laughs) So placing unreasonable time restraints on yourself produces a stressful work environment that kills creativity and makes you hard to live with. And one of the things you can do if if you're um, starting out with new projects and new types of work it's when you give your um, expectations out, when you set your guidelines around the, ha- the amount of time it will take, then make a note of how long, you know, how much longer does it take to actually fulfill the goal or to fulfill the project or the piece of work so that you can note it and adjust your time next time round. I think sometimes we give our estimates and we take longer to fulfill the estimate than we think, but we don't make a note of it for next time. And build in flex time. So you give yourself a contingency time to complete a task or a project. And that way you can always guarantee on-time completion, especially if you're using the estimates, as we said previously. And that way you can finish your work stress-free and with time to spare. And if you've got time to spare, you can use it for something else. You can catch up on some extra work or do something you've always wanted to do and never had time for. And the other thing about building in contingency is that if we tell a client that it's going to take two hours and we finish early, then that's kind of a bonus for them. But if we say it's going to take two hours and we finish in four hours, then that's not such a win. So think about that, build in contingency and flex time. And also beware of time killers. Those are the things like social media, getting stuck in... Um, videos, you know, even going on Twitter and getting stuck in the, the Twitter rabbit hole. And also things like doing stuff outside your expertise, where it's going to take you three times longer than if you asked someone who knew what they were doing, what to do. Now, obviously, there's a rule if you're, you're actually learning a skill 
and you want to master it, then yes, take the time to practice. But if it's something that really is um, outside of your remit in terms of work, so if you're a consultant to, for instance, restaurants, why you'd spend all time building your website um, is really a drain of your expertise and a drain of your time when you could be servicing a new client. So have a think about where you spend most of your time. And if you're spending it on low value tasks when you're a high value consultant, then rethink that because you're not only losing time, you're losing money by doing that. And be aware of you know, being on social media for too long as well. We all need to market on social media. Set timers, set your limits, set your intention before you even go there so that you're not getting lost, you know, going onto Facebook for 15 minutes and three hours later you're still there. And meetings as well. Be very disciplined around meetings, keeping to the time you scheduled, facilitating the meeting in such a way that you're gently pointing people to getting the most out of the meeting and creating the most impact rather than going off at tangents and sucking time from everyone. Be gracious with yourself and others as well. So don't be too hard on yourself. Be aware of time, but don't become a time police person. Don't give unreasonable expectations to yourself and others and be gracious when things go wrong. Things will go wrong. These are only tips we have to live in the real world and we have to be flexible. Plan for breaks. Taking breaks actually allows you to re-energise, to refocus, you know, go stand outside, have a cup of coffee and also give yourself something to look forward to and reward yourself. Your unconscious mind loves rewards. It will perform better. You will perform better if you um, award yourself rewards and stick to them. I know it's, it's something that I've done in the past is I've promised myself a reward. And even though I've hit the goal, I didn't follow through on my reward. And that's really, really important because your unconscious mind is like a like a five, six year old child and it loves being rewarded. And make time for people that you love. Make time for important relationships. Make time for your family and friends. I have had the pleasure of spending time with my son over the new year. And I know, you know, just having him there and having that time with him gives me such an energetic and emotional boost. It helps me in my work. So I'm not wasting work time by spending time with him. I'm actually recharging and revitalizing. So when you think about your goals, the goals that you've set for 2024, when you have you given yourself enough time or have you given yourself unfair pressure unfair estimates have you promised that you're going to lose 
a huge amount of weight um, in a, a you know impossible short amount of time what have you given yourself are they realistic you know if you look at the smart goals are your goals realistic in terms of the time that you've allotted now they may be some people can create miracles in short amounts of time and you know yourself best so realistic is really something that you tap into your intuition tap into your unconscious mind and know whether it's realistic or not for you so review your year that's a, a great way to start at the moment if you haven't already set your goals or even if you have have a make sure you review 2023 and that you've cleared up the incompletes and messes and what do i mean by those the things that you don't want to be carrying forward into 2024 are those things that you could have sorted out that maybe are hanging about and draining your mental energy because they're whirring around in your unconscious mind they're whirring around in the back of the mind as things that you still haven't done for instance in the uk if you haven't done your tax return and i'm guilty but i've got days set for that then that can be whirring around in the back of your mind and stressing you a little bit and lowering your energy for the important work that you've got to complete and what are the messes what are the areas of your life and your business that maybe you're avoiding these can be such a drain on your energy again because you're avoiding you're resisting them and yet they might take a lot less time to sort out than you have in your head and maybe you're spending so much time on them that you could have done the thing and got it over with in the time you're spending worrying and procrastinating clear up conflicts are there any arguments or relationships that have gone bad that really are important to you that you need to to iron out that energy you know bringing that into 2024 is also a difficult one so if you can really deal with those as well clear up any resentments any judgments any shame about yourself any guilt any grudges that might be holding you back so that you can really enter 2024 clearly focused with clear energy and with less baggage one of the the good tips it's really this is quite powerful it is about identifying your personal success strategy and the way that you do that is you look at the goals that you set last year and look at four or five that you achieved. What was your biggest win? And you go deep into writing out what you did to achieve that goal. And I'm not just talking about the physical things you did or the mental steps you took. I'm talking about what you thought, what you felt when you set the goal. What was the vision you had in your mind? did the vision include sound was it in color was it panoramic what really motivated you to achieve that goal what was the why behind it why was it important to you was it in align with your values what did you believe did you automatically believe that that goal was achievable 
that it was more than achievable. It was done when you set it. How committed were you to achieving the goal? So you go through and you list out for four to five goals that you succeeded in as much detail as possible on how you achieved it. And then you do the same for four to five goals that you may not have achieved yet. Maybe you've achieved all your goals, so this is irrelevant, but it's a good exercise to see what your strategy is, your personal strategy is to achieving those great results. And once you've written out the same types of things for the goals where you haven't yet achieved them, notice the differences. Notice what's missing or what is different in the goals you haven't achieved yet to the ones you did achieve. And how can you map over the differences so that you achieve those goals this year? And use that strategy for all of the goals that you've set for the year. And in doing that, your goals, your success should be inevitable. And also, if you if you come to a goal and you're trying to map it over and you find you've got resistance, you've got limiting beliefs, um, you've got definitions that aren't serving you or assumptions that are blocking your success, then take the time to identify those and clear those up. And what do I mean by definitions? We define who we are at an identity level. And if your definition, for instance, if you think um, you're thinking of writing a novel this year, but your definition of yourself is that you're not a writer, then that definition is going to prevent you from writing. You have to step into the end result of you being a writer. What does that look like, feel like? What are the thoughts and feelings? And again, what's the vision of that? What are the sounds? What's what's does a successful writer um, think about? What's their motivation? What's their why for writing, for keeping up with the discipline of getting that book written? So it's about looking at those definitions at identity level and above that could be preventing you from achieving your success. The other one is assumptions and it's a great AB exercise, which I won't go into here, but it looks at the assumptions that we make. There are kind of two groups of assumptions we make before we make a decision. We can go into the negative assumptions that I can't do that. I haven't got enough time. These are all the barriers in the way. And I'm assuming the barriers are in the way because I actually don't know because I haven't taken the time to look, but they automatically come up in my head. So for instance, if I'm going to attend a course, uh, it could be the course isn't really for me, although I haven't looked at it. I don't have the cash or the time. I don't have the ability to travel. I won't be able to get babysitters or dog sitters, the family object, whatever it is that comes up for you. There could be a whole list of things that you automatically assume. I, I know that this has been a habit of mine. I know it's quite a habit throughout my family that we automatically come up with all the reasons and excuses why we can't do something. And they're all assumptions because we haven't taken the time to check out. So have a look at the other list of all of the reasons you can and choose which assumption is going to get you the result that you want. 
and more importantly, whether you're willing to do what it takes to get what you want. And we'll come to that again a little bit later. Remove fear. Most of the resistance, procrastination and blocks that we have towards achieving a goal are based on fear. So sit with the fear, address the fear, recognize that it is fear. And again, use your definitions and looking at your beliefs to change that, to readdress it, to reframe it in your mind as something that's going to help you move forward. Get clear and choose what you really want. So after you've gone through and you've eliminated all of the reasons that you won't achieve your goals, you've got rid of all the blocks, all the past stuff that's been hanging around, you've dealt with your baggage, then get clear and choose what you really want and love that is for you. Often we set goals that are shoulds, musts, but if those shoulds and musts aren't aligned with the values, with the beliefs that we've already looked at, then it's unlikely that we're going to succeed. So use techniques, use all of the techniques I've given you previously. You've got your success path. And then really get clear on what you want. Get to the root of the truth of your desire. For example, money is probably one of the most popular goals. But most people don't actually want money. They want what it's going to give them. So whether that's a new car, whether it's a new house or security or freedom or to care for their family or to travel or to live in flow and relaxation because they're not stressed about money. Yet some of those end results are things we can do now. We don't need money to do it. We don't need money to live in relaxation and flow. And once you live in relaxation and flow, you'll find that you'll attract the money that you want. And what does freedom mean? Is it the freedom to buy what you want? So are there other ways to get those things? For instance, a car. I know personally when I have needed a car, magical things have happened and I've always been either gifted or had um, an offer of a car at a ridiculously low price. The universe can work in mysterious ways to present you with what you need and what you want. It doesn't ha always have to be money. And there are so many negative beliefs and assumptions, especially at the moment because of the perceived economic crisis that we're going into. How do you thrive through that? It's about really looking at what you believe about money and whether you are willing to receive it as well as, and whether what you're actually after is the money or is something different. What is the root? What's important about what you want and why is that important? It can even be a feeling and if you if you change the way you feel, if you change the way you think and perceive life, things tend to change. So get to the root. And then when you set your goals, 
create them in such a way that success is inevitable. So crafting a compelling vision, looking at your strategy and looking at how you crafted that vision um, of success. And again, be mindful of your language and communication because your unconscious mind is always eavesdropping. Use words, imagery, emotions to design an end result that's forward focused, is powerfully pulling you towards it and has that intention and alignment with who you believe yourself to be, that you're capable and that you are willing to take the action. You can use a magic toolbox of techniques to heighten the desire. Um, as an NLP trainer, there are lots of things that you can use to do that. And remember that it's communicating with your unconscious mind all of the time around your goals. So what you say in your head, whether it's negative or positive, your unconscious mind is going to believe you. Your unconscious mind is the goal getter and your conscious mind is the goal setter. So we do the visualization, we set the goal and then we leave it so that your unconscious mind can use your reticular activating system to go in search of how to fulfill that goal. So the more, more emotion, the more passion, the more you believe it's already done, your unconscious mind struggles with telling the difference between what's real and what isn't. So that if you believe it's already done, the unconscious mind goes out to make that true. So I hope these help. Um, there's a little bit more to add to that and that's about how you create the habits in your life, how you create the discipline so that you can move forward with your goals. You know, look at your goals and once you've written them all out, once you've got that vision, ask yourself some really powerful questions. Are you truly ready, willing and able to do what it takes to get the results that you've said that you want in your goals? What will stop you? Are you willing to overcome anything that will potentially stop you? And being conscious of even just those two things, there's lots more that I won't go into now, but those two major things, what will are you willing to do and what's going to stop you, can tell you very quickly whether you're going to achieve your goal or not. So for instance, if your goal is to go to the gym um, every day, for the rest of your life, then what's going to stop you? If it snows, are you not going to go? If it's just a grey morning, is that going to stop you? What are the things that are really going to stop you from following through on the goals that you set? Secondly, decide the first steps to get you there and play with them. So I mentioned earlier that the first step is really, really important. You don't need to know the how. Forget the how for now. What's important, because your unconscious mind is going to get you there. So what's important is to tune in with your intuition and your unconscious and work out what's the very first step that you take to move forward and take it, take action. And then get the next step and the next step. So you're moving one step forward. You're using your 
presence, you forget the past, you forget the future, you use what your powerful now is giving you in terms of taking action towards your goals and then you let the rest of it free so that the universe can present you with your result in possibly very unusual and unexpected ways. Also, play with the habits and things that you create. So for instance, if you said you were going to get fit and it's quite a broad goal, you could try yoga for a week and see if that works for you. You could try running for a second week and see if that works for you. You could try dance the next week and then settle on something that works for you, that you that you will do, that you will do consistently in order to keep you fit, as I say, for the rest of your life that you're committed to sticking to and that you enjoy. It's much easier to do something that works for us than to force ourselves to do something that's very uncomfortable. I'm not saying we don't do the uncomfortable thing, but let's get started by doing something that we love, that we can always fall back on. So for instance, if your goal is to run a marathon and you love dancing, start with the dancing and the aerobics to build your health and strength before you decide to run. And if on days you really don't feel like running, you dance instead so that you're doing something and you're still moving forward. The other thing to think about is to be willing to make it messy and to get it wrong. So, for instance, for dancing, you know, you're, you're not going to be a medal winning dancer straight out of the park. That's just not true. You're probably going to trip over your feet, be unbalanced. It's going to take a little bit of time to get into the rhythm um, and to do things over and over again you know, consistently to until you improve. And we're all human. We all do this. An Olympic athlete doesn't start out breaking records. They try different sports to find out what they enjoy and then they mess up until they learn what works. And what's the difference that makes the difference? And often it's not just about the physical, especially because, you know, we're given the example of doing something that gets you fit. It's the mindset that goes with it. Are you willing to push yourself? Are you willing to keep going when the going gets tough? Are you willing to show up on days that it's hard? And if you take that strategy into things that are fun and enjoyable for you, then use that same strategy that you use in life in your business. So for instance, if you're doing social media and you hate doing video, then decide to do audio if you're comfortable with audio and do audio till you're ready to do video, till you're comfortable enough to speak live or to stream live where you, know, you might just be using audio on certain platforms that just use audio. So begin like that. If you don't like using selfies, don't use as many selfies. It's always, you know, it's always a good thing to use some. But if that's not you, then don't, don't constantly take pictures of yourself. Do what's comfortable until you're really comfortable and you're ready to take the next step, to take a few more pictures and then a few more and then a few more, or to do a video and to practice 
and to get it wrong and to be messy and to learn from it and do what it takes to become good at what you want to become good at. Not everyone does video and are still successful. So whatever it is, do it in a way that you are willing to consistently show up. And once you're really comfortable and it's a habit and you're happy to do it, then stretch yourself a little further to do something different. And you don't even have to do that. If what you're doing is working and you're quite comfortable with it, then you don't necessarily have to stretch yourself to do something different. So get to that point where you've, you're doing something that works, that you're doing the, the tote model as it is, the testing, the trying, the taking the action, the reviewing, and then the starting all over again and tweaking things so that you're constantly improving. And my final thing is to find someone who is in your corner, someone that is going to hold you accountable, but not just that. They see your greatness. They see the potential you have. They see the success, even when you can't see it yourself. Someone who's there on your bad days and are cheering you on and reminding you of why you started on how much you've achieved so far and what you can still achieve whether that's a coach a friend a member of your family you know give yourself the opportunity of finding someone who is going to be cheering you on through 2024 and if you're looking for a coach, I have a whole section that I'm adding to my accountability program. It's called the Before Coffee Breakthrough Habits, and it's based on everything that I've I've mentioned today to get you success and get you moving forward in 2024. The offer is on my website at heathervmasters.com, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. The offer closes on close of business on Saturday. That's the, the, the offer for the coaching closes on the 17th of January because I'm offering three months for the price of one. It's my gift to you know really get to 2024 reset, booted and ready to It's my offer for you to give you the opportunity to really get a good start to 2024 and build those habits this year that are going to see you smash your goals and achieve what you want and create the transformation you want in 2024. So that closes on the 17th and the offer of the addition of the Before Coffee Breakthrough Habits, it's a one-to-one 90-minute coaching session to start adding into your accountability the the habits, the getting messy, the trying different things that are going to help you in your life and in your business in 2024. 
and you know helping you give yourself the permission to play with all of this to enjoy it to really get the results and make the difference that you want to make in 2024 and my final final thing is take time to create three words for yourself that are going to be your north star if you like of 2024 what are three words that you can refer to when things are going wrong when you might feel a little bit down and you need some motivation what are the three words that you're going to aspire to and intend for 2024 mine is focus consistency and follow through what are your three words that are going to empower you in 2024 i hope this episode has been helpful for you please do send me a message if you have any questions i've also put in the link you can jump on a 20 minute chat just to ask questions get clear in your head um if you've got any goals i've got a a 40 minute goal setting chat just to help you get clear on your goals as well and that's running throughout january so i'll put all of those links in the chat if you think this is valuable to someone else please do share and have an amazing 2024 thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode if you enjoyed it or think it would be valuable to others please do share and if you really enjoyed it please leave me a review it really helps the podcast All of the links are in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you next week on the Choosing Happy podcast.